This is In Focus on WSIU. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Earlier this year, a book focusing on the unique dome home created by R. Buckminster Fuller was published. Though COVID-19 has delayed its public unveiling, the authors say they hope the book raises awareness and funding for the dome home's restoration. I talked with Carrie O'Dell and Thad Heckman about their project. When I was at SIU, I knew that Bucky had taught at the university, but I'd never I never gave any thought about where he lived when he was at the university. So it wasn't until years later when I was living out on the East Coast that I read something about the Bucky Dome in Carbondale. I didn't know that it existed at that time. But when I was there from 88 to 92, the home was still in private hands. Bucky had sold it to a man named Mike Mitchell. So it was just a rental property. A woman was living there and it was behind this big fence. I lived over on Hester Street. So I was never really on for, in the forest you know, Avenue area, or if I was, I probably didn't pay attention because we're behind a big fence. So it's not some years later that I said, well, where's this dome at? My brother and his family make their home in Carbondale and have for over 30 years. I said, Les, next time I'm in town, show me where this dome is. So he did. And I got very curious about it. And that's when I went to the website and that's when I hooked up with Thad. And he gave me the very nice and, and complete tour of the dome. And um, that's where the book idea came about. I just finished my most recent book, put that to bed, waiting for that to come out. I wasn't doing anything, and this sounded like fun. And it was. It has been. Yeah, and Carrie and I, I have to say, and, and, and I want to, uh, I always like to say for uh, the record, Carrie's principal author. I've done a lot of stuff in the book, but it's it's uh, he's principal author, and but we just had a blast, Carrie and I. I really enjoyed writing it with him, and ready to do another one. I lar- I very much needed that. There's a lot of geometry and a lot of math in geodesic domes, and uh, I can't. I was a radio TV major, you know, so I was like, no, that you gotta you gotta simplify that for me and everybody else. The book is written for the general audience. It's not written for just architecturals or architects or, you know, that sort of level. It's written for the general audience. I've had numerous people, one, say they really enjoyed it and that it's an easy read, which is, yes. I think, uh, uh, a tribute because domes are a little bit messy on right. the uh, geometry side. They're a lot of fun. They're very interesting, but they're, they're, not, uh, they're certainly not typical construction. And let me just mention that the dome begins in 19, the dome book begins in 1960, basically where the dome begins, because it was put up in one day after Bucky and his wife moved to Carbondale. He was affiliated with the university for just over a decade. They lived in that house the entire time. Uh, Bucky lived in it uh, until about 19, what was it, 1972, 71, something like that. He sold to a longtime associate of his, Mike Mitchell, and Mickey, as he's known, lives out in California. He would own it for the next 28 years before he sold it to Bill Perk, who is the founding uh, restoration, founder of the board for the restoration. So the book covers that entire gamut of time from the building of the dome and Bucky come to Carbondale all the way up through practically to today with the restoration still sort of ongoing, but all through the rental years, the Bucky years, and all through every stage of the restoration. Jennifer, I think it's important to mention too that Bill Perk, whom Carrie just uh, mentioned was the uh, third owner, and yes. also a colleague of Bucky's and a professor emeritus now of the old design department. 
Sure. You know, you mentioned a couple of things in there and that it's a, a, an easy read, something that's geared more towards people who may just be interested in the fact that right. this dome home exists and that uh, Bucky Fuller was in Carbondale for, for the time that he was there. How important is it, do you think, that the structure still survives, that the restoration is, is ongoing? And, you know, should this be a, a larger part of, of Carbondale history of what people know about this area? I certainly think so. But you had a really good description in the intro. Oh, yeah. Like the geodesic dome. But Bucky did a lot of things throughout his life and his career. A lot of patents, a lot of books, a lot of humanitarian efforts. But his, his big calling card, of course, is the creation of the, and the popularization of the geodesic dome. And very few times do in, inventors actually live in or center their lives around something that so represents them. And the interesting thing, one thing that's very interesting about geodesic domes, you know, they're in all over the planet. In fact, they cover supposedly more ground, more area than Most any places. other type of architecture by any other uh, architect or any other type of, of architectural creation. So uh, by the time you consider all the stadiums and all the parks and all the jungle gyms and all that other stuff, convention centers, God knows what else, Bucky has covered the globe literally. Terry O'Dell and Thad Heckman partnered on Bucky's Dome. They say the money raised from the sale of the book will go directly to the home's restoration in Carbondale. You can find the book in all the usual places. And more information about the Fuller Dome Home at fullerdomehome.com. For In Focus, I'm Jennifer Fuller.